Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue our daily meditations in 1 Peter, living in the face of ridicule. We're in chapter 4, looking at two verses, verses 12 and 13. Again, as we've been saying, Christ-like living is serious business. And we need to get serious about joyfully focusing on God, even in the midst of suffering. I love this passage. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Just because you may be facing ridicule and misunderstanding, you are not odd, weird, strange, or different. There's not something wrong with you. You are a normal human being who knows that heartaches and difficulties are part of the sin-cursed world. Is there a way that you can actually be thankful for the hardships you're facing? Is there? Well, it starts by the word beloved. God reminds all believers that even though they are hated by the world, they are loved by him. Mistreatment does not seem so awful when you're assured that the creator of the universe truly cares for you. He would never allow any difficulty in your life that he would not use to bolster your maturity and your trust in him. Then it says, think it not strange. Don't be surprised or shocked or amazed if you are hated by those who do not understand you or disagree with you. Those of you who take a stand against culturally accepted sin will be misunderstood and attacked for your intolerance. Those who believe and teach that Jesus Christ is the only way to God will be hated for what appears to be an exclusive view of salvation. Actually, we should expect suffering and persecution. Jesus reminds us that the world hated him before it started hating us. Paul drops a reality check before our eyes when he reminds us that all who desire to live a godly life will experience persecution on some level. Concerning the fiery trial, which is the triune, Peter is writing this letter to persecuted Christians close to the time that Nero blamed the Christians for the burning of Rome. Most historians and commentators agree that it was Nero himself that burned at Rome in order to satiate his appetite to build a new city. Many of the Romans and Jews lost their homes, their businesses, and places of worship in the nine-day fire. Entire sections of Rome were leveled and destroyed. Nero blamed Christians who were already misunderstood and shunned by the people of Rome. In the years following the destruction of Rome, many believers and Jews lost their lives through fierce and cruel persecution. Some were wrapped in animal skins and fed to wild dogs. Others were wrapped in pitch and used for torches in the night as they were burned at the stake. Parents lost their children. Children lost their parents. Brothers and sisters witnessed the cruel death of each other. The intense persecution these early Christians suffered should keep us from complaining about the misunderstandings and ridicule we face. For all of us, come on, it could be so much worse. Then the phrase, as though some strange thing happened unto you. A good understanding of the word happened will comfort your heart. Literally, this word means to befall or fall by chance. For a Christian, suffering is not an accident that catches God off guard. When we go into the furnace of suffering, not only is God with us as he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he also keeps his hand on the thermostat, controlling the hot, fiery trials that we face. No suffering just 
happens without God's hand of protection and purpose close by. We should expect suffering. Christ suffered and deserved nothing. We hardly suffer and deserve much. What if your suffering was in direct proportion to your sin and selfishness? Would you admit that your suffering would double or triple in the near future? Then we come to the phrase, but rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. Exceeding joy and painful suffering do not seem to go together. Christ experienced ultimate suffering through his scourging, mockery, and crucifixion. If you have ever wondered what was in Christ's heart during these dreadful hours, the writer of Hebrews gives us a glimpse inside the heart of our Lord in chapter 12, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. In a way, you are similar to Peter's readers in that you are reading this right now and therefore have not yet died for your faith. In the face of cruel death, Christ kept his focus on the joy that he was about to experience as he would once again be in heaven with his Father. He despised the shame or looked at the embarrassment, the mockery, the humiliation of his death as absolutely nothing compared to the joy of being in the presence of God the Father. We need to keep the same focus in the midst of our suffering, even though we may be partakers or share in the suffering of our Lord. Rejoice. Be glad with exceeding joy. How? Focus on the future. Claim the precious promises of eternal life with Christ. The last phrase says that when his glory shall be revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Even though Christ is in his full glory in heaven, it has not yet been fully revealed on earth, but it will be, and maybe very, very soon. All those who persecuted those who live for Christ will someday see those same individuals with Christ as he, in all his glory, repays them for their hatred and disbelief. Can you imagine? There will be nothing they can say to you or do to you then. Sad day for them, glad day for those of us who chose to trust our wonderful Lord and were willing to even suffer for his sake. Our time's up. I hope you enjoyed the study, but remember this is a day that the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope you have a good day.